Nourish, Chapter 14, The Macronutrients, Carbohydrates. Chapter 14 starts with a cartoon by Randy Glassbergen of a woman sitting in a doctor's office. And the doctor says to her, quote, the high carb diet I put you on 20 years ago gave you diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease. Oops. The third macronutrient is carbohydrate. Carbohydrates provide an immediate source of energy for the body's cells. We need carbs for the body to function properly. Here's the most important concept for you to grasp. Your body does not discriminate amongst carbohydrates. The complex carbohydrates of vegetables and grain and the simple sugars in fruits and candy all register as sugar in the body. Let me say that again. Your body does not discriminate amongst carbohydrates. So your body cannot tell any difference between your oatmeal in the morning or your Mars bar in the afternoon. Carbohydrates are split into two groups, simple and complex. Simple carbohydrates, mono and disaccharides, can be found in processed foods. Complex carbohydrates, polysaccharides, are found in whole foods like vegetables and grains. The difference between simple and complex is that simple carbs are digested much faster than complex carbs. We begin to produce insulin, the fat storing hormone, as soon as we think about eating. This is also true when we anticipate eating our favorite carbohydrate dense foods and sweets. Think about that the next time you're craving for potato chips or you want to pick up a chocolate bar at the grocery store checkout or you see a late night commercial for pizza. Contrary to what you think, the Nourish program is not down on carbohydrates. But poor and plentiful carbohydrates from low or non-nutritive sources are making us fat, anxious, sleepless, and full of digestive issues. Nourish is about teaching you yourself through TAP to make smart carbohydrate choices for better sleep, digestion, mood, and energy levels. And smart carbs help us to acquire or maintain a healthier body composition. Again, that's your lean mass versus your body fat mass. Again, Nourish is not a low-carb diet. Nourish promotes a smart carb lifestyle. With Nourish, I'm asking you to continually ask, what am I getting for what I'm eating? I'm asking you to think about your carbohydrate sources on this program. You want to learn to make smart carb choices for you. The takeaway for you in this chapter is carbs are not the enemy, but all carbs are not created equal. Here are some examples of healthy sources of carbohydrates. Vegetables, nuts and seeds, avocados, coconut, berries, lemons and limes. Bill, a Nourish client, says, what challenged me most about Nourish was the vegetables. I'm not a veggie eater, but I am now on speaking terms with broccoli and cauliflower and olives, which are actually a fruit. I never knew they tasted so good. Here are some low carbohydrate vegetables. Arugula, cucumber, broccoli rabe, celery, white mushrooms, radishes, turnips, romaine, lettuce, asparagus, green pepper, okra, cauliflower, red, green, and yellow peppers, but you gotta watch the sugar, cabbage, broccoli, spinach, green beans, kale, sugar snap peas, onions. It's time to get over any hangups you have about 
eating enough calories and consuming healthy fats. And it's time to eat more vegetables. When you embrace the concepts of nourish, you will begin to burn fat instead of sugar. And that is when the changes, the real changes in your body chemistry and your body composition will start to occur. What could this mean? You could release non-essential body fat. You could gain more lean muscle mass and you could experience fewer mood swings. Your quality of sleep might improve and your need to eat every couple of hours might diminish. A higher sex drive, a calmer, more focused mind and more energy are all possible too. And you could see improvement in your blood chemistry profile. It's important to check in with your doctor regularly to monitor your progress. As you make changes in your diet, if you're someone who sees your doctor on a regular basis, which all of us should, at least for a yearly exam, but if you're being monitored for health issues like diabetes and heart issues, make sure you check in with your doctor as you start to change your food because you will be changing the biochemistry of your body and you may need your prescriptions adjusted accordingly. So here are some questions for you. Look back at your food log. How many carbohydrates did you consume on average? What was the lightest day? What was the highest day? Look back at your numbers. If you were over 200 grams of carbohydrates per day, start to shoot for less than 200 grams. If you were less than 200 grams, shoot for around 150 grams of carbohydrates per day. If you were less than 150 grams, shoot for around 100 grams. And if you were already less than 100 grams a day, shoot for 50 grams or lower. In the original Nourish Manuscript, I explain not shooting for lower than 50 grams of carbs per day. And there's a reason for that that I'll get into a little bit later. But now, six years later, if you are thriving eating less than 50 grams of carbs a day, go for it. If you want more information on how to cycle your carbs, including things like considering going keto or playing around with feasting and fasting and intermittent fasting, then you should check out the Nourish Express Lane, my book from 2019. To be clear, some very low-carb diets advocate consuming less than 50 grams of carbohydrate per day. And part of some programs prescribe less than 30 grams per day. In my experience, eating a diet this low in carb- carbohydrates is possible, but for many, it's not sustainable. That really is one of the reasons why I wrote the Nourish Express Lane. In that, I explain to you how to cycle your carbohydrates so that you can still eat the foods you love and maintain your health. Beyond bad breath and brain fog, I found that when people get lower than 50 grams per day, if you don't truly adapt to fat burning, you may find that high intensity workouts are tough. As I mentioned, I find that once clients start to cut back on nutrient dead carbs and sugar, and you eat adequate protein and up your healthy fats, you'll have less cravings for that non-nutritive carbohydrate. Do not make the mistake of eating too low carbohydrate or thinking that you don't need carbohydrates. You do need carbohydrates. Many people find it's not sustainable to do this for a long period of time because they miss those foods that they like. Also, when you lose weight quickly and then 
you go back to eating carbohydrates, you tend to gain the weight back quickly too. My point here in this Nourish book is don't be afraid of healthy carbs as long as they are smart carb choices that are higher in fiber and low in sugar. We will discuss how to do this more extensively in the Game Changer chapters on fiber and sugar. But again, if you want to delve a little bit deeper into the low-carb world, check out the Nourish Express Lane book that I wrote in 2019. Optimal grams of carbohydrate. To determine your optimal grams of carbohydrate per day, ask yourself what are you getting from the number of grams that you're currently eating and what are the quality of the grams that you're currently eating. It is time to ask the four assessment questions to find your nutritional tipping point for carbs. How is your digestion? How is your sleep? How is your mood? How's your energy level? For me, my optimal range is between 80 and 100 grams of nutrient-rich carbohydrates per day. Now, as an aside, now that it's 2020, remember, I wrote this in 2016, and that was absolutely true for me then. But as I like to say, everything changes and you have to stay curious. For me now, I find that if I am eating between 30 and 60 grams of carbs a day or 20 net carbs, that's where I tend to run my optimal levels. But I do a lot of fasting and feasting now, so I cycle my carbohydrates, which means I'm not afraid to have cake on my birthday, I'm not afraid to go out for pizza, but then I dial things back in as soon as I can. So when you think about your grams of carbohydrates, if you're just getting started, refer back to that chart I was explaining before, where if you're you're eating over 200 grams a day, try to get under 200 grams a day. And if you're eating 150, try to get to 100. And if you're eating 100, try to get down to 50. Do this incrementally. This isn't a race. I discovered what my optimal number is for carbohydrates by experimenting using the TAP system. I could not have known where my tipping point was until I tracked, assessed, and adjusted, which I continue to do to this day. I always check in with my digestion, my sleep, my mood, my energy levels as my compass. From there, I'm able to make educated decisions about my choices and make progress. If I eat too many carbs, I feel sluggish and bloated, and my monkey mind goes into overdrives. For example, this happens to me if I eat something like too many blueberries at one time. I'm better off to have a quarter cup of blueberries versus a whole cup in order to cut back on the sugar. Conversely, if my carbs are too low, I can't sleep and I can't work out at high intensity levels. I get something that I like to call carb drag, and carb drag is a total drag. Now here's an aside for 2020. Carb drag is just keto flu. And keto flu is what happens sometimes for some of us when you switch from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. And you can feel sluggish and get a headache and have digestive issues and be really tired. My recommendation is you stay the course, you drink your water, salt your food, and drink something called Caterade. <laughs> Caterade is homemade Gatorade. Take a liter of water, put a half a lemon in it, half a lemon juice in it, and then a little bit of either sea salt or pink Himalayan salt, maybe, I don't know, eighth of a teaspoon or to taste. That will help you get through keto flu or carb drag. 
And if you could just get through the eye of the needle with that, you'd be amazed at what happens on the other side. I can work out fasted now, absolutely no problem. But like I said, I don't stay in ketosis for very long periods of time. I cycle my carbs. But again, nourish is about the basics. So if you start to feel that carb drag or that keto flu, drink your water, get some sleep, lighten up on the exercise, and take baby steps. And give yourself 7 to 10 days, even up to 21 days. Some people take a month to adjust to being a fat burner versus a sugar burner. If you've been eating a carbohydrate-heavy diet, say 200-plus grams a day, when you start to wean your carb grams down, you might go through a bit of a detox period. Again, signs of detoxing might include things like headaches or crankiness and cravings. You might experience digestive changes, including possible diarrhea, constipation, gas, and bloating, and increased or decreased trips to the bathroom. Make sure to drink your water. That's why we talked about water first. Don't worry. Tap, drink your water daily, keep your focus on eating adequate, high-quality protein, healthy fats and fiber, fiber-rich, low-sugar, smart-carb choices. As you find your nutritional tipping points with your carbs, it's the water, the protein, and the healthy fats that will ease your cravings and help to level off your digestion, your sleep, your mood, and your energy levels. Here's the thing. The go-to mantra besides 64 by 3 or 4 for your water is fat and fiber, fat and fiber, fat and fiber. We'll get to fiber here more in a moment. Once the initial detox feelings pass from eating too many nutrient-dead carbs or just too many carbs, period, because you can overload on healthy carbs too, people, you may find that your brain fog lifts as well as your energy. Your digestive issues may ease and your sleep may improve. You may notice that your eyes look brighter and your skin is clearer. I see and hear about these changes in my clients all the time. Then something else might happen. You might go to the other extreme. You might experience experiment with eating too few carbs. This could happen because once you start to nourish yourself daily, you won't be starving all the time. Eating enough calories daily filled with protein, healthy fats, and low-sugar, fiber-rich carbohydrates may actually decrease your appetite. You may not be hungry. And one of the things that happens when people cut back on their carbs is that they lose some weight on the scale. For most people looking to lose weight, this feels like a major coup, and it is. And that is non-essential body weight that you're losing, and that's great. Use that as the impetus, as the springboard to keep you motivated to carry on. But that's not it. That's not the end-all be-all. And some of that water weight will come back as things level off. But if you like the way that you're feeling, you may think less is more and cut back on your carbs even further. Be aware of this. Anytime I review clients' food logs and see that they are eating very, very low carb for a long period of time, I really urge them to reevaluate their goals. Recall what I said at the start of Nourish about the fact that any diet will create change. The questions are, is the diet healthy and can you sustain the diet for life? In my experience, most people can only withstand a very low carbohydrate diet for a limited amount of time. And then 
when they go back to eating even a more moderate level of carbohydrate, the body fights back by storing excess fat and water, the guts protest with digestive issues, sleep is not restorative, the mind returns to monkey mind chaos, and energy levels go up and down. Many of your old issues might reappear if you get back on the carbohydrate wagon. Again, things like the scale can lie to you. So absolutely, in 2020, I'm encouraging you to use the bathroom scale, but use it strategically. Weigh every day and perhaps take an average of your seven-day weight totals to find where you're actually at. Weight loss on the scale from not eating enough carbs is initially just from water loss. But as you carry on, you will start to burn body fat. Again, when you, when you go from being a sugar burner to a fat burner, you will lose body fat. And this can be really exciting. But you want to make sure that you're not losing lean muscle mass. So you need to get that adequate protein in. As we age, we want to keep lean muscle mass, not to sabotage ourselves to lose more of it, but making rookie mistakes like eating way too few carbs and not enough protein or calories. Optimal grams of carbs per day. Do the initial work of TAP so you can discover your optimal grams of carbohydrates a day. Otherwise, you could be destined to stay on the magical misery tour of dieting. You could remain high in body fat with low energy and chronic digestive issues. You could continue to be plagued by sleeplessness and fluctuating moods. You might stay underweight and unintentionally starving. You want to choose high fiber, low sugar carbohydrates and the Game Changers chapters will teach you how to do just that. Let's talk about the first game changer, fiber. That's up next. <music> 